This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 73, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't used that one, and that surprised I me. Can't, yeah, how have you? Yeah. That's like a go-to sequel right? title. Well, yeah. you've, been, you've been saving it for 73, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I have. I knew it. Just so it can say, Khan! <laughs> <laughs> With me, as always, are my uh, first lieutenants. Uh, <laughs> that was a rank on Star Trek, right? I don't I know. So. Uh, Colin Harmon. Uh, reporting for duty. And Wes Allen. McClunky. Nice. <laughs> do y'all get that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. This is a Star Wars thing. So, mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm, for those of you mm-hmm. who don't get that reference, uh, I don't know if those of you who have Disney Plus yeah. will be potentially referencing referencing a, a specific little uh, TV show that's on there maybe later in the episode. But they have TV shows on there? If you ha- yes. Huh. And they have the original Star Wars films, sort of. Oh. Um, sort and of. <laughs> Original, so you know, original. George original. Lucas mm-hmm. changed things yeah. when you know uh, the original had Han shooting Greedo, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Then he added Greedo shooting first mm-hmm. and missing Han, mm-hmm. and then they had him shooting at the same time, <laughs> right? <laughs> and now they have Greedo saying McClunky, <laughs> and then the, the shooting happening, oh, no. happening, and no one knows why. Uh, Apparently, it's like his language for like an insult, like I'm going to end you or you're about right. to die or uh, something. But like there's that. no subtitle for that no. word. <laughs> McClunker. <laughs> That's so, funny. This is our episode where we talk about all the news things, all the th- people who have died, mm-hmm. and all the things that are getting rebooted. Yeah. So let's jump into it. We like to call it a recurrent affair. <laughs> I think that was the sound of Satan Nick coming down the chimney. (laughs) It's funny. That's the sound that my knuckles make when I pop them, when it's dark. My toes make that sound. Sounds like Saint Nick met his demise at the end of that (laughs) chimney fall. Well, he's got to run into something. (laughs) We'll we'll start things off, as we always do, with the sad things. Um, We have some people from our childhood who have passed. You may have heard... Carol Spinney, mm-hmm. who played Big Bird mm-hmm. uh, and Oscar the Grouch for a very long time very, on Sesame Street. Very the entire run, entire, basically. Yeah. So uh, he, ju- he just retired last year, had been battling with dystonia, and uh, eventually has succumbed to it. So we definitely miss Carol Spinney. He is a big part of all of our childhoods, not yeah. just people who grew up in our era, but before us as well. So... Uh, that was a big loss. He died at the age of 85. I was looking at his IMDb, and it looks like that was like basically the only thing that he did, at least in the industry, yeah. was play Big Bird and Oscar isn't that, isn't that wild? Yeah, like he did his long. entire, like he didn't do like any other things, like Jim Henson-themed things. He just did that. Yeah. Nearly crazy. 40 years of being Big Bird. He probably had like just the most like swollen shoulders just from like having his <laughs> hand, hand up so high for Big Bird the whole time. Like He's just like... Total unit. <laughs> <laughs> one arm. Absolutely. Yeah, just one arm. He's like uh, that guy in Laying in the Water where he just works uh, out. Yeah, one works arm. out one side of his body. Can you guys do a, a Oscar or a Big Bird impression? Mm, no. No. I don't think <laughs> I got it. I couldn't either. All right, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. Gosh, we failed. <laughs> R.I.P. Marie Fredrickson, uh, Roxette singer, 
uh, is, is there any, let's see, can you sing anything from... Uh, he's got the look, he's got the look. Okay. Mm. Um, it must have been love, but it's over now. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's yeah, impressive. Give us one more, Wes. Uh, <laughs> listen to your heart. <laughs> I don't Incredible. Know. <laughs> it's like she's alive in this room right now. I always thought that those were heart songs. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Apparently, I'm not a very devoted fan to rock <laughs> No, yeah. But um, obviously has sung some things that yeah. we have uh, heard. A ditty or two. Perhaps been fans of mm-hmm. in our childhood. Died at the age of 61 with cancer, uh, although she'd been battling it for a very long time. It's so, a long time uh, to have. 17 yeah, years 17 is a long years. time to have cancer. It's a very long time. Not that so. there's like a gr- good amount of time to have cancer. But I mean, 17... is that like an off and on kind of thing, I would imagine? I, I, I would. In I mean, remission and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would anticipate a, a lot of remission and then a lot of it returning and all that stuff. So. Nice. That's <laughs> very appropriate song to be <laughs> singing you. at this time. Yeah. I'm <laughs> always appropriate. You should know that by now. <laughs> so thankfully, that's it for those who have passed on. And we can get into the things that are being revived or mm. coming back. Uh, let's kick it off. Undead, with... if you will. Hey guys, Friends is coming back. <gasps> Everyone of. was begging for this. Uh, well, they really were. Yeah, some people <laughs> were actually. So they, yeah, they, it's it's not coming back. It's not a reboot. It's not really a oh. revival. It's just a reunion. Yeah, it's just like a little reunion. interview, a little yeah. pre, little pre-tape. So there, it's an unscripted thing. I guess it's going to be interviews. I guess it's going to be just talking about their time with yeah, friends. I don't know what unscripted would mean on their, unless they do like a documentary series where they're just hanging out naturally. Yeah, right. but it's like a bunch of them just doing like improv games on the set, <laughs> like in Warner Brothers Studio. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be great at it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be on HBO Max. Uh-huh. Which is just HBO, right? No, is that an extra HBO? That's the that a- the NBC streaming service. Isn't that Peacock? No, yes, you're right. Uh, it's, I think that Warner kind of has something to do with it. I, I don't know. It's getting okay. really messy. Uh, or AT and T. I know that I have uh, a, the AT and T TV now, Direct TV, which now, is whatever owned it's called owns now. Direct TV. Yeah, now. is uh, that a subscription service or is that just apparently paid? I will get that for free whenever it comes out. Oh, so it's interesting. It's, it's, I know that it's tied to AT and T somehow. <sighs> Got to so. go down to multiple levels here. <laughs> yeah, friends, it's a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> what we're At least funny. Disney is just Disney. Guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Marvel and Fox. and Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, right. when you're done watching all 10 seasons of Friends on Netflix, hop yeah. on over to HBO Max. Well, that's the big deal is that it's going to leave Netflix and to, it's go go to go to this? HBO oh, Max. Geez. Okay. All right. Well, the, you Friends fans will probably have HBO Max then and then yeah. you can watch it. So. How about so you just buy the heart. series off of iTunes for like 30 bucks and just be done? Seriously. Agree. That's the real trick. Like all these subscription service, man. Yeah. No one told us life was going to be this way. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's beautiful. That's good. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Beverly Hills Cop Four is happening. Eddie Murphy is returning, which is amazing, and it's going to be released. In theaters, no, it's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So it's going to be a Netflix movie. <laughs> it could still be in, in theaters, though. Netflix did like a theater release of one of the movies a little while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe it's going to happen. Um, or else Steven Spielberg is going to be mad about <gasps> it. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, so already they're ty- they're they're it's a tall hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a it's a, a a sequel that's well after the previous sequel. Mm-hmm. So those almost never go well. Yeah, and then on, and especially on, comedies, right? Don't normally yes. go well. And the on comedy top of never that, changes, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, they're going to be on a streaming service mm-hmm. who doesn't have great movies typically. Like mm-hmm. Netflix has had a, like a couple. 
that have been good movies that's gone straight yeah, to Netflix. They're more miniseries so. style. They're pretty good at that. Yeah, they're great at, at series. Uh, movies, not so much. So, I don't know, you guys. But you would think it would be the other way around. Telling one so. story would be, you know, easy enough. But, one would think. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I don't know, uh, not Beverly Hills doctor, Cop. You guys fans of Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop? I've only seen the first one, so I don't know, like, where the story here, has actually. gone. <laughs> so, yeah, i got some catching I, up to do. I assume that it's still in Bev- Beverly Hills and he's a cop still, so. Well, I would wait, also. Art- wait. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn that in the first movie? Is Here's a question. Are the previous Beverly Hills Cops on Netflix right now? Can we binge that? I don't know the series. They would probably have it by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. Um, but it seems like Eddie Murphy is kind of getting kind of desperate for some money. I think because he's doing the Coming to America oh, sequel yeah. as well, and we haven't really seen him in a while. And he's mm-hmm. going to be doing the SNL. Soon, yeah, so. he's hosting SNL, uh, so. which is big. Very so big. That's a big deal. I wonder if he's like, man, I'm running out of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I saw. Uh, do you guys watch comedians in cars getting coffee? I do. Uh, yes. Did you I've see dabbled. the interview yeah. with him on there? I did not yeah. see that one. I think we Personally. talked about this recently. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. Did you? But he's on there briefly and basically says like, yeah, I, I've not wanted to come back uh, because I got so out of practice of like doing stand up and that kind of thing. I didn't want to start over. Like I'd gotten to the top. Oh right. Yeah. I didn't want to go back you, down to the bottom okay. and like work on a yeah. set again. So yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, so maybe I don't know if it's a money thing or if it's just like I need to get back in the saddle and go yeah. for it. But Interesting. We'll find out. Okay. See Which I sucks. think he has starred in a recent Netflix movie like a month or two ago that apparently did well. Hmm. Okay. I didn't watch it, but. Do you know the name of Someone it? Someone did. Don't know. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> it's an Eddie Murphy movie, so look it up. Somebody Google it, yeah. Um, okay, so there's going to be a movie that I'm going to need some <laughs> help from Wes talking about because I've never heard of it. Uh, it's the Max, and no, it is not based on the restaurant in Safe by the Bell, as oh, what I it's not Mighty initially Max. thought. Because it's Max with two X's. Yeah. yeah, so you know it's cool. So Wes, what is this all about? Uh, the Max was like I didn't know this at the time, but it was based off of a cult comic book. But I know it as like it was an MTV animated TV show in the early mid '90s kind okay. of area. And it's like this big, like beastly kind of like purple guy, and he's got big teeth. And um, I don't really know how to describe the plot. It, it just had like a cool style to it, and it was kind of like one of the first like kind of like animations for older people. Like it wasn't geared towards kids, but um, yeah, apparently Channing Tatum is wanting to bring it back and produce it. Which, if you know this, like he's been trying to make a gambit from yeah. X-Men movie forever but and it's not it just keeps <laughs> getting pushed back and yeah. then canceled and all that stuff. So, which I never really saw him as a good gambit anyway, but um, I think he could probably pull this off if he is wanting to star in it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think doing something that doesn't have like a massive fan base is kind of a way to go. Maybe the way that they did like the tick or something like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, let's revitalize this thing that people have forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would check that series out if you haven't seen it. But it's good. Yeah, yeah. I just looked the poster up, like or like the art from the yeah. show. It looks familiar, but I don't think I yeah. ever watched it. And I think it was just a mini series. I think there was only like maybe like five or ten episodes or something. Okay. Hmm. There's going to be a new TV series based off of, and this is this is apt if you love Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. If that is one of your favorite holiday movies, you've been watching that. I'm sure leading up to Christmas. Well, there's going to be a Griswold's TV series, which is intriguing. Ooh. And I don't know, I, think. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's on a thing called HBO Max. Oh God, is that, so, is that owned by uh, 
(laughs) (laughs) If you're a Friends fan and a Christmas Vacation (laughs) fan or a Vacation Movie fan, you're in luck. You are in luck. You should get HBO Max. It's going to be executive produced by Johnny Galecki, who played Russ in Christmas Vacation. Yeah, and has infinity dollars thanks to a television show he was on recently. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That lasted about 20 years, Mm -hmm. I think. The Connors? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, the Connors. (laughs) Well, Roseanne before that. Yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a comedy about what happens when the family returns home from vacation. Oh. So that's why it's not called vacation. It's just the Griswold. So mm. it's going to center around the family apart from those va- vacations. Mm. And it, uh, says a, it says it's a single camera comedy. Does that mean it's basically like The Office or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's no studio audience. Okay. So um, it would be interesting to see if they have – like, is somebody going to come in and play a young Chevy Chase? Is that what's going to happen? Like, I would imagine if, if, that's the case, if it's he's feel running little... it, he would be the father figure. Oh, like, okay. Like, it's Russ. Oh, okay. Up, so it's like next generation and Russ. He's is... executive producing it, but okay. I would imagine, you know, if he wants to make some money, that he would be the starring role. I don't so. think he needs to make any money at, okay. at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, nobody yeah. likes money. Yeah. <laughs> Although he probably likes acting and starring in things, yeah, so probably. that's how he's going to do it. But yeah, I, I don't see this going well <laughs> without Chevy Chase. Yeah, or with him, to be honest, though. It's true. <laughs> that, yes, uh, he seems to be a cancer among uh, anybody he works with. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, I would not be surprised if there was a cameo at some point. I mean, yeah. how do you have the Griswolds and not have Clark? I know, totally. So, uh, interesting. I will make I sure. Can't wait. I'll watch the Christmas episode. Yeah, there you go. That, Fair. That would be good. Yeah, and that would be that would probably be when the cameo happens. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Christmas episode. Yeah, plugging something in or yeah, something with a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you heard us talk about this before. It was a big controversy or controversy. Yeah, Excuse definitely me. controversy. Yeah. Um, Get it right. <laughs> mm. When a certain trailer of a certain uh, video game pixelated blue hedgehog. Uh, released and he looked terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode it was where we talked about this when it released, but it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, when they great. released this trailer, Sonic did not look like Sonic. He looked like this weird, creepy thing that's been, that I've been dreaming about for the last <laughs> month and a half. So much therapy. Uh, yes. <laughs> With uh, very human-like features and um, weird teeth, beady <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Spent so much money on brain bleach. Well, anyway, uh, the outrage was so much. And I think just probably because of this podcast, they decided to reanimate. Yeah, we single-handedly did it. So you're welcome, America. Yeah. Uh, They have reanimated Sonic and have released a trailer with the new Sonic on there. Mm -hmm. Number one, and this is, I'm just going to go ahead and say my opinion uh, without asking you guys. Number one, I feel like, yes, he looks better. Number two, the trailer was better. Than mm. the other than the previous trailer because yeah. remember our problems with the trailer was not just how Sonic looked but yeah. it looked like a really bad movie and this they still, have a better song choice too and a better song choice <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes sense yeah it's not Gangsta's Paradise <laughs> it's supersonic <laughs> um, so the movie still looks crappy but not as crappy your thoughts <laughs> I'm glad Jim Carrey is still in it yeah it looks like they I'm finished they rendering some him. of the worlds which right. is good yes yeah. Uh, they brought in an artist to actually work on Sonic, which is good. I heard that like uh, 
some people theorized like how much money it would take to redo him and the studio said something like no no it only took like this much money hmm. to do and it wasn't as much but apparently that animation studio is being shut down oh so my gosh it makes me wonder if there's a lot of like those poor know, guys yeah I can't imagine the stress that they've gone oh, through oh I feel to... bad <laughs> seriously see what you did internet just ruined people's lives you just made a company shut down good yeah. job everyone because uh, because uh, a hedgehog, a cartoon hedgehog <laughs> that you were obsessed with when you were a child. It's yeah. like didn't look the way you imagined him, and in a movie that you're probably not going to see. I know. Anyway. It's like, should we have wasted our like nerd rage on this? <laughs> no. Like, I would have rather saved it for something actually important. The amount yeah. of people who tweeted about it is going to probably outnumber the amount of people who actually see this movie five oh, times. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. But yeah, it still looks very rough. Mm-hmm. And like, why do they have? Uh, Cyclops uh, being the like leading role in this, like the guy that played Cyclops in the movies. I don't know oh, his oh, name. Oh, oh, James like, Marsden. Yeah, yeah, like why would you have him be the the leading role in yeah, it? Yeah, he's not exactly a like leading man kind of guy. Yeah. He's kind of past his time. It's like I feel like that kind of hurts it too. I know they they have yeah. Jim Carrey, but it's like you kind of have to have somebody else. I think, but yeah. maybe an up and comer rather than someone who's been yeah kind of through the ringer. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I only know him from uh, that one Disney movie where it's like half animated and uh, Enchanted. Oh, yeah. I feel like I know him from that. He was in 30 Rock. And that only. Oh, yeah, he's in 30 Rock. That's true. Yeah. So uh, we'll eventually see it, right? I'll see it. (laughs) Probably not. Probably when it's on HBO Max. Probably when it's free. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is owned by AT&T, which is owned by Warner. (laughs) Or vice versa. Brought to you by Singular. Mm-hmm. By Singular Wireless. <laughs> Speaking of redoing things, the mm. new Ghostbusters trailer has been released. Ooh, we have all watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I should take our listeners back to when the previous redo of Ghostbusters had come out. We mm-hmm. all had our thoughts and feelings on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to remember that we all agreed that it wasn't as bad as it was received, at the very least, right? Uh, there, the, that's another instance where the internet went insane yeah. on something. And I don't think that was well-deserved That one was not all. deserved. Yeah. Wasted um, it. Yeah. That, yeah, they released the first trailer to that movie, and people went absolutely nuts, so much so that people didn't come and see the movie. And it was like one of the... But it was a good movie. It's <laughs> it one okay of the, le- the like most thumbs-down trailers on YouTube, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is insane to me. Um because that that movie actually wasn't it was decent maybe because my expectations were lowered but like yeah the movie was decent um yeah, it was decent like i would give it like a solid b hmm. like like vanilla yeah. ice cream it's yeah. like it's better than no ice cream right yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so that with this trailer they've clearly put a lot more t- thought and effort into it because mm-hmm. the trailer and we'll put it in the show notes um looks great it looks good it was a i i, I looked up to co- a column when i watched it and i was like that was just a really good trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, apart from the movie, it was just a well put together trailer. Yeah. Um, as far as how the movie looks, it's it's intriguing. It's interesting. I feel like I feel like I'm holding back any real opinions on this movie until I see more about what it's about. Sure. But uh, Colin, I would like to hear your thoughts, and then we'll end on Wes because Wes is the big Ghostbusters fan in the room. Sure. So. Yeah, I have lots of things. No, I think for me, uh, I'm someone who has been like a fair weather fan of Ghostbusters for sure over time. And so I think uh, even with like the last version of Ghostbusters that came out, I I didn't end up actually seeing it. 
uh, in an absolute protest. No, I'm just I just, it, I just didn't see it. You just uh, hate women. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is not accurate. It's but, a problem. We've been working on it, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, Again, a lot of therapy. Yeah. But uh, with this one, like, it really made me interested to, like, kind of jump back into the franchise of it all and be able to be like, oh, man, they really got in there, which I think they're probably benefiting from some of the association of like how much I've enjoyed like Stranger Things and things like that like just from like a style not necessarily mm-hmm. I know they have like Finn Wolfhard or whatever's in there. Wolfram Alpha I think is his last name <laughs> uh, is actually in this as well but I think overall I have enjoyed like the style that has emerged of like these nostalgia movies that are just made with like stupid budgets and I think it's going to end up being one of those it seems like even like the trailer is really good like it had just enough things that harken back to like the things about it that you loved, but like brought them forward. It has Paul Rudd in it, so like I'm already gonna see it just for that. No, uh, Finn Wolfhard so and Paul dreamy. Rudd is yeah. like I don't know. So it's it, there's things like that that I'm like, yeah, this one actually really piqued my interest more so than things in this category have in the past for me. So I have not been this excited about a trailer mm. since Force Awakens. <laughs> first wow, trailer. okay. I've watched Write this an embarrassing amount of times. Part reason is that I'm sitting there and I don't believe that it actually exists because oh. like I've waited, well, everybody has waited for a third Ghostbusters movie for like 30 years yeah. since 1989 when Ghostbusters 2 came out. And now it's it's finally happening and it looks way better than I would have ever imagined. And it's like, this is how you make a sequel to a franchise that has been kind of dead for a long time. It's like you get a director who, in this case, is extremely tied to the originals because his father directed them. Mm-hmm. And you get that director and he has a true vision. It's not just like a cash grab. This does not look like a cash grab mm-hmm. of any kind because it's such a unique story. And you can do that by like you because he had that like growing up and everything like he's able to give this like justice to the originals and give it new life and he needed to make this movie and now i see why like he needed to make it because like for years he he was asked like hey would you ever make a ghostbusters movie he's Mm -hmm. like no i don't want to Hmm. i I don't want i don't want to make my own movies but like he had such a good take on it that like he's like okay I've been working on this for a while and he showed his dad the script and everything. And he's like, yeah, you have to make this movie. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's like, as far as like a Ghostbusters, a third Ghostbusters movie, like in the original timeline, it's like for years, people have wondered like, how do you make a Ghostbusters movie without Harold Ramis? Mm-hmm. And hmm. especially since like Bill Murray hasn't really been wanting to be involved in all this mm-hmm. stuff. And for a while I thought if there was going to be a third Ghostbusters movie it'd be like the passing of the torch of like four new like young comedians like Seth Rogen or something stupid where it's like I'm really glad that they are not going that route it like really has a lot of heart and it like depends on like it's telling the lore of Ghostbusters rather than trying to like you know just keep it going somehow even though it doesn't have any momentum anymore it's kind of like when they made like like Dumb and Dumber 2 or Anchorman and Zoolander and all that stuff. It's like they kind of make these sequels when they have lost their steam and they try to bring it back again yeah. and nobody cares anymore. Yeah. But it's just crazy how much like 
like just the equipment and like all that kind of stuff are so iconic that like they don't even need to show the original Ghostbusters in this to like really sell it. Yeah. It's like mm. just Good the point. iconicness of the proton pack and the ghost trap and the the Ecto one swerving around the corner is just as iconic as the actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought when they when they brought out that ghost trap, he's like, "Oh, what a cool replica! Like, it's really yeah. accurate." I thought that was like a really smart way of like showing our collective reverence toward like knowing that people would make replicas of these things, while also it, it, you're almost living through him of like, "Oh my gosh, this is real!" Like in the trailer that I think just really like illuminated it in a way that I wasn't anticipating when I first like started watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm into this. Like, I'm feeling it through." the way that you're experiencing it too. I thought that was really fun. So when you watch this trailer, it seems that there is a pretty big tonal shift from the first two. Uh, whereas, you know, the first two are pretty heavy on the comedy, obviously, because you have some mm-hmm. comedy legends in that movie. Uh, do, are you concerned by that? Like, do you want it to have no, the same kind of tone? Or do you, like, are you okay with it being because, like more of an adventure movie? Because last time with the the reboot that they had, a few years ago, they like, oh, let's make a comedy. So yep. it was like they played more into the the action and the comedy rather than the heart and the lore of Ghostbusters itself because they're rebooting it. It's like they didn't acknowledge the previous films, mm-hmm. which I, that was my main hang up about it. It's like it w- I would have been fine if they would have continued the story with the girls, but like it was an, a continuation. But it's like if this has been dead so long i don't care about the comedy like i want it Mm. if you have a take on it and like a vision for it i want to see that because it's like it's not like there's any it's like it's not like the general public is like dying to see another ghostbusters movie it's like you have to convince an audience Mm. like hey look remember ghostbusters you want to see this one because Mm -hmm. it's not just like doing part three of just repeating the same stuff over and over again. It's like, here's something new that you haven't seen before. Even like setting it into a rural er area instead of the big city and like everything is different, Mm -hmm. but like it still feels comfortable. It still feels like, um, something like it still feels like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it just just feels comfortable still. Well, and and I think you're hitting it right on the head. Like they, they understand what is nostalgic and what people want to see and what they don't. I think Hollywood producers, directors, writers feel like they write themselves into a hole because they're trying to do fan service for people who are just mm-hmm. in love with a, a certain franchise and try to recapture the magic as opposed to continuing the legacy. Yeah. And I feel like there that doesn't seem like it's opposites, but it kind of is in a way where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, keep the skeleton of what made it work and let's take it and use it and, and make it rebranded in a way that still pays homage to the past, but still has yeah. like is appealing to somebody who doesn't know what Ghostbusters is. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is a good happy medium. I felt like what you're describing. I feel like I had that same... Uh, anticipation and satisfaction uh, going into seeing Transformers, the very first one that came out, like the Michael Bay one, because I felt like what you're watching real life rendered animation wise of how they did all the robots was like mm. mind bogglingly mm, cool yeah. and complex and all the transformations and everything. It was just like, I hadn't seen anything like that before yeah. visually. 
uh, obviously you have a lot of things that like built up in your brain about Transformers when you were a kid. At least I did. Like I mm-hmm. loved playing with Transformers all the time. And then I think third is like the sounds that they introduced your brain to oh, in yeah. Transformers. Like a lot of movies use them now for like this is what machines in the future sound right, like. But yeah. like they created like a whole new soundscape <laughs> right. for how you experience Transformers. And I have a feeling like this movie is going to do something very similar of like using the technology of now. Uh, mixed with like the lore that you have for what was and what was possible when Mm -hmm. these movies were made and that kind of stuff. I'm just excited about like how they're going to handle it. And it just looks like it has a soul. Like it Mm -hmm. has a heart. Like it, like I feel like it's going to depend solely on its heart. Yeah. Like I don't feel like, and it's going to have comedy. It has Paul Rudd in it. And like even Finn Wolfhard does a little joke in it about like, remember that one time we died under the table? Like just to kind of show that it can have comedy. Yeah, it's not going to be outright comedy but it's like honestly if you really watch the first ghostbusters not the second one the first ghostbusters <laughs> it's like really it's like it's pretty straightforward as far as the acting goes it's just like the, like bill murray is naturally going to be sarcastic and right. everything but it's like you know when you take ray and you take egon they're completely serious yeah. about all the things that they're doing they're not trying to make jokes Mm-hmm. It's like it's just one of those things where it's like just natural they believe charisma. in this so much that it's funny. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have Bill Murray reacting off of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not like you watch Ghostbusters and it's like a down, an outright comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I don't know. It's just it's just different. I don't know. It is different, but it's different in a good way. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's I if you haven't seen the trailer Definitely go and, and watch it, and we'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it's I I feel pretty positive positively about it, just as how it looks as a movie, and I yeah. think that's a great sign. Yes, regardless of you know, oh no, it's it's complete change, and you know, blah blah blah. That's what how I imagine people who criticize sound. I don't. I wouldn't know. Yeah, just sounds um, like more Cheetos usually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it. I mean, that's how I sounded when I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his legs are too small. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I watch the trailer. Let us know what you think of. Yeah. It. I mean, it's uh, at Pass Forecast on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. Um, because it's. I mean, I th- this one's near and dear to our hearts collectively, but especially to Wes's. So I, I can't yeah. wait to follow the progression, see the next trailer that comes out, and talk about it. And finally, when this releases, I can't wait for us to talk about it. Um, so uh, there is a co- you know maybe a couple of other things we want to talk about here that have come out that have to do with um, our childhoods, eighties uh, and nineties. And I I know some of us have seen some of these things, some of us have not seen them. But mm-hmm. I'll just go down the list. If we, if we want to talk about it, we'll freeform it. Uh, the Toys That Made Us Season 3 has come out. Yeah, um, that's great. The Movies That Made Us has come out. And Terminator, the new Terminator, Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. And then there's The Mandalorian, which we've talked about all things Star Wars in here simply because of the originals being within our childhood. Uh, even if it's new, it's still worth talking about. We've talked about Solo uh, and Rogue One, so might as well continue it. Oh, hey, the next Star Wars is coming out very soon. Yeah. Actually, it's probably already released by the time you're listening to this. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll do a new full in-depth review of that yes, probably in our January episode. We'll probably do an episode-long review on that. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, any of these stick out to you? Wes, have you seen all of these? I assume you have. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk about uh, Toys That Made Us. It's exactly what you would like, Corey. It yeah. has Ninja Turtles, has ah, Power Rangers, awesome. as, as wrestling, yeah. as My Little Pony. I know you're a brony. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just the information of like the Power Rangers episode was like 
how convoluted the creation of that show was. Mm. It was like, it's amazing. Like, I already kind of know how it worked. It was based off the the Japanese or the Asian show and all that stuff. And they, like, you know, filmed American actors and kind of split between the two. But Mm. it's like, it's so funny, like, how they created it and everything. And how we got roped in like suckers. I know. And the the Ninja Turtles one is fantastic. Like that's the I, one I want to watch. I know a, I, I think I know just about everything they talked about in it because I'm I'm nerd about that kind of stuff. But it's like it's it's very informative as far as the, like the the history of Ninja Turtles and especially the toys, of course. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. And as far as the movies that made us, uh, I've only watched. I think there's four episodes. I've only watched the Ghostbusters and Home Alone one, but the Home Alone one is very interesting. Do want, that's the one mm. I, wa- I want to watch. The Home Alone one. But there's like very one, appropriate for the Christmas season. Yeah, Agreed. there's this one detail where the entire inside of the house was yeah. a set that was built within a high school gymnasium. What? Wow. Like nearby that actual house, or is it just like? Randomly? I don't. I don't know. But like that's where they filmed. That's crazy. I think it might have been just in California because. Well, I don't I don't remember that part. I know the exterior is actually in Chicago yeah. whereas that but it's like all of the interiors was <laughs> built within a gymnasium. That is which wild. Is insane. It was like a shut down high school and that's where all their offices were and all that stuff. Interesting. So that was like the major thing that I, I remember watching the special features on the DVD and just kind of being blown away uh, like you know you had all those kids on set and Chris Columbus like straight up told these kids like this is gonna be huge when it releases. Like he knew ahead like, of time. Told them like get ready because this is gonna blow up. I'm very excited for you kids because this mm-hmm. like th- enjoy that. Like he kept saying that. I'm like dang, that, you're making a big promises to a children yeah. who re- re- will believe you and take yeah. you seriously. But it, that's what happened. And it's like I wonder why he knew that. And, and he's a director, so I'll probably arrogantly he thought like oh this is great. Yeah. But, like. How how did he know? Well, you know? John Hughes wrote it, so that's, that's true. Yeah, I would say, like, the two things that were going is like John Hughes wrote it, but the fact that I always thought about this movie is like, how did they get John Williams to do the score for? Like, how could yeah. they afford him? Because he was yeah. he was already doing very good work right. at that point. They like, talk about it? how big of a surprise it was that he signed on to do it because it's like, yeah. holy crap! <laughs> I mean, that was a huge part, and it like wasn't that. a Steel, Spielberg movie because yeah. usually he's tied with Spielberg right. and does everything right. Spielberg does. So, yeah. yeah, I thought that was like a a very interesting. Uh, part of their success is bringing him in to do yeah, yeah. That, I mean that music is legendary oh, yeah. yeah it's I mean all of his all of his soundtracks it's are legendary. just the John Hughes writing and the John Williams soundtrack yeah. it just really completes it it's so crazy mm-hmm. yeah did you watch Terminator the new Terminator I did okay um, I'm interested in that one because I have not seen it yet I don't know much I don't know what to say about it because I enjoyed I went to the theater watched it I enjoyed watching it but the more I think about it, I'm just like, they basically just remade Terminator 2. <laughs> it was very much like the, it was very much the Force Awakens formula. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you're passing the torch to a new generation. You have the original ones there that are just kind of mingling in the background. Right. And, but like you're basically telling the same plot. Mm-hmm. And I will say it's the best sequel since Terminator 2, which isn't saying a lot because right. they were all pretty bad. But that is a good, um, that is promising because the others have been It was bad. fantastic having Linda Hamilton back and, yeah. and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Seeing them together was, you know, worth the price of admission. But yeah, I, there's a lot of problems with it. And it's like, I, 
it's like when I saw the trailer for this, I got the exact opposite uh, reaction to it than I did the Ghostbusters one, where it just feels like it's like a cash grab, and yeah. it's like you're just like oh, it doesn't have any heart and soul into it. But it's like it's it's a popcorn movie, it, you know. It's just a thing to watch, and that's all I want. But like apparently they had planned another trilogy like with this kind yeah. of storyline, but it didn't do very well at the box office, so they're not going to do it. So yeah, I did feel like this was its last hail mary. Yeah does it does it end with a cliffhanger? Like hoping that it's like <laughs> I don't enticing. Remember. I think they do. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I'll definitely watch it eventually. But uh, yeah, I think it's just there's been so many of them. It's, I just think we've all been just diluted with this story, and the time travel just makes things so complicated. That yeah, I don't and think there's any reviving it. You know, like let's just let it die. And it's like they have never gotten a good villain since the T1000. Yeah. Like I feel like it's just it's never as like kind of effective mm-hmm. anymore. I don't know. So the Mandalorian, something I ha- I have seen and am caught up on. Uh, I don't want to spoil things for people as we talk about them, but is, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, how, how are you enjoying it so far? I I love it. I feel like it's it doesn't have anything to prove. Mm. Like it is. Yeah. It's it's not like one of these things where it's like one linear story per se. Like I feel like he has. The Mandalorian has his adventures per episode, and he like yep. gets into new shenanigans every week. And that's another thing I like that as a weekly show. Yeah, it's I, going old school, I, very old school. Yeah, where it's like you know, we watch it on Friday. It's an event. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not just like a thing where it's like Stranger Things, where it's like who can watch it the fastest. Yes, and it's like it it keeps the conversation going mm-hmm. a lot longer and you're able to appreciate each episode a lot more and kind of dive more into it. Giving room for more baby Yoda yeah. memes to pop up yes. in between episodes. So many. Um, baby Yoda. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that uh, just yesterday we were watching the most recent episode and my wife was just like, ah, it just, it just bothers me because there's no, they don't really further the plot. Like I want to yeah. know what happens. And I'm like, that's just that's all that's really old school television. You make yeah. a serial and you you it's a sitcom. You eventually progress the plot, but it's not episode by episode. It's yeah. just over a long span. So And they don't do like up. cliffhangers at the very end where no. you're just like, Oh, I want to do the next episode. It doesn't have that binge worthy right. like mentality to it. But it's like you feel satisfied each yeah. episode. I, um, I really do enjoy it. I, I think it's it is its own. It seems like its own thing. It feels like its own thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the same time, very much a part of the Star Wars universe. Like yeah. the practical effects that they use, uh, the fact that Baby Yoda is like you know animatronic and not CG. Like, I know that's, that's fantastic. Like I, I love their their mix of practical effects and CGI. I like that's just I will never get off that soapbox. Of, and they like, even did the ships practical yeah. the way that they used to where they built a model oh, of it and shoot it that's cool like i remember hearing john favreau talk about how they're like let's try just shooting one ship this way and like everybody got obsessed with it and like crowded in the room to see <laughs> them filming it because they don't do that anymore yeah, yeah. It's really and they're true. like let's just try to do as much as this as we can and i think every ship that you see for the most part i'm sure there's a lot more cg than it seems like but it's like they shoot models of most everything which is crazy it is cool when it's developing its own style like it's not using the orchestral music that you know star wars comes along with star wars and you know the whole thing of like having a different comedian in each episode i think is pretty cool um yeah uh, 
like Bill Burr and you know people like that, and it's just like, oh, you wouldn't normally see them in a serious role, but here they yeah. are. And <laughs> I like that simply just because I'm I'm of, I'm of the belief it's harder to uh, be a, com- a comedy actor than a dramatic actor, mm-hmm. and comedy actors can be serious a lot easier than vice versa. So it makes mm. sense to me. Anyway, uh, I really like that part of it, and I I will say I kind of have a hot take with this and it's going to upset a lot of people. Strap in everyone. I you hate baby. Hold on to your butt. Yoda, don't you? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I love baby Yoda. <laughs> you think he's ugly. The thing is, I <laughs> say it to his face. Feel like this whole time it's almost just making me want to watch Firefly. Uh there's a lot of like is that, my, is that a My Little Pony episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. Okay. It's probably See, an actual pony. Sure. I've never watched Firefly. So, so I Firefly is, so people call space. Mandalorian a space western. Yeah. And it's, well, to me, the, the space western I love is Firefly. Um, and that series had, I felt like, a great balance of like action and sci-fi with quirky commentary and comedic moments that I feel like sometimes a Mandalorian ventures into having those like funny moments. Mm-hmm. It's almost not funny enough to me. Like it's, it almost makes me like, oh, I kind of miss Josh. Josh. Do Wheaton's you really writing. feel like they're trying to, I don't think they're trying. It's not like they're trying hard to, but there are these moments where they just have, you know, the kind of cute little baby mama, ba- baby mama, baby mama, <laughs> baby mama. The cute little baby, <laughs> the cute little baby Yoda moments, and there there have been moments where it's like, okay, that was a gag. Like they have, uh, yeah. which they've been good, I see what you're but saying, it's yeah. almost like a like I want them to go harder into that lane. Be I think because of Firefly, so I'm having a hard time not just wanting Firefly. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I'm so. probably the only person that thinks this way. I'm not saying Firefly is better, but I did enjoy Firefly more than I'm currently enjoying. Mandalorian. Mm. Does that make sense? Because I think I, so, yeah. sounds like the same thing. Do you feel like I have more fun watching Firefly? Do you mm. feel like Firefly does the whole space western better than this does? Uh, I I think that's a complicated question because I think production value. Obviously, this is way better. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like Firefly was more clever in its plot devices that they use things that are a little bit more surprising. Um. So, like, when I'm watching a show or a movie, just I can't help but kind of inwardly predict what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like Firefly surprised me more. Mm-hmm. Shyamalan you a little bit. Than so far Mandalorian has. Now, there well, have been those surprise moments in Mandalorian. but it's it's It really is comparing apples and oranges, but it's just one of these things where it reminds me a lot of Firefly and it almost makes me be like, man, I wish this was Firefly. So. I feel like Mandalorian isn't, like I said, it's it doesn't have, like, an agenda. Like, it's yeah. not, like, really trying to be earth shattering i feel like it's just like here you get to spend 40 minutes in the star wars universe Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be tied to the well maybe yoda has a force but it's like it doesn't really have to be tied to the skywalker stuff or the force or you know siths or anything it's just here's what happens in the background of the star wars universe and just enjoy it and that universe has been built so well that you can just keep doing that i I love it this is what i hope they keep making series like this I yeah. feel like it's like, I don't know what they're going to do movie-wise, but I feel like this is a good format to do TV 100%. shows. I want them to do that with Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, that she oh, has built that world so fun. well, you can that's, make that's a, a great idea. TV series out of it. Yeah, so. I bet a, a, HBO Max will do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> then I'd have to get it. Yeah. 
Because that's Warner, so that would be like a thing. Yeah, that's true. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of The Mandalorian or any of the other things we've mentioned today? Let us know. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at PassForwardCast. We have a Facebook. We have an email, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Love to hear what you guys think. Um, Hit us up. We love talking with y'all. And uh, leave us a review. I don't ask that very often because I usually I forget. But uh, a review on iTunes. That helps us show up in people's feeds and things. So if you like us, give us a little bit of a, a, a four-star, maybe even a five-star. Ooh. Uh, you know, who knows? I don't want to get greedy. Mm. Um, mm. But, yeah, so I think that's it for us. So until next time. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. I have spoken. Later, Snort. Fast Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!